celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. This is going to be a fun one today. You know, some days I feel like I could just call it in, right? I mean, frankly, that's... What? No, nobody really feels like that. There's a day you don't want to go to work. Oh, come on. There's lots of days I don't want to go to work. Today, I want to go to work. This ain't work. You can go to work. Come come groom a couple of dogs. I'll take you. This is a lot of fun today. We have so many great guests. In fact, returning today is Deborah Joe. Now, help me with this. Is it Chiapizio? Chiapuzio? Chiapuzio. Chiapino? Chiapuzio. 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 Is that right, Joey? Because you're the uh, you're the Chapuzzi. token Italian. That sounds, you're the dog yeah, father. <laughs> she, I don't uh, see why that's so hard. I don't know. I you know it's uh, it's Hal here. But you remember her? She was on last year with the MSN Foundation. Very charismatic young lady, and she'll be back this year. I think she's uh, involved with pigs somehow. I don't Good know she, for her. We'll we'll find out what that's all about. Also, a young lady who's sitting in a bathtub for how long is she? I think she's going to do for 30 days for a month, yes. Sitting in a bathtub for 30 days. How many days has she been in? It's almost over. Oh, it is almost over. So mm-hmm. she's been in the tub for almost 30 days. Why, almost why 30 is she days. in a bathtub? She's, she, she, you know, she's actually from New Zealand. Oh, well, that explains it. Thank you. No, she heard of... Wait, is there water in the tub? <laughs> no, there's is no there water, water in the, in the tub, but she... Oh, there's no water in there. No, but she heard about this. This Lolita <laughs> is a killer whale in Miami that lives in a small tank, and... You know, she felt sorry for this killer whale, and she kept, you know, waiting for somebody to do something, and no one was doing anything about it, and she thought, well, she's someone, so she flew over from Miami, and she's trying to raise awareness that keeping this killer whale in this tank is like a person living in a bathtub. There's not a lot of room, and they they Uh. should release her back to the wild, so she's in front of i don't know if it's sea world or what place where this place where no it's miami seaquarium Seaquarium. okay Okay, so she's actually sitting outside in her tub outside in front trying to raise awareness and telling people as they go in okay so we're going to talk to her in just a few minutes right here on animal radio uh lori what are you working on over there in the newsroom there's something new it's called the pet and women's safety act or Pause Act. Oh, I heard about and this legislation. Do, you did? Yeah, go on. It's really cool. Well, it would be cooler if congressmen would jump on it and say, yay, we support safety for women and pets who are trying to flee abusive you know, families. But they haven't done that yet. But we're going to tell you what it is about this Pause Act that makes it so great. And hopefully we'll rally more support and get it passed soon. Yeah, people don't realize that when there's domestic abuse situations with uh, husbands and wives, oftentimes there's a pet involved and, and the pet's very mm-hmm. much at risk. We'll find out more about what this legislation is about coming up in just a few minutes. We're going to head to the phones in just a second. I uh, Don't forget, you can also ask your questions from the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Hi, Robin. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. I got the whole team here. What's going on with your animals? Well, I have a a pair of rather elderly uh, dogs. One is full pug, and the other is a pug mix. Um, I uh, inherited them both, so I'm not positive about the ages, but uh, I believe that my Barney is about uh, 11, and... Uh, the other one is probably uh, about nine or ten. The vet estimates a little bit older, 
but uh, she is not great around the face. I think that probably that is correct uh, or pretty close. Mm. Uh, I am uh, facing a decision whether to uh, have their teeth cleaned at this advanced age or not. So I had some tests made beforehand, and it revealed mm-hmm. that uh, the one has uh, an enlarged heart. And uh, she also has a little bit of congestion that I wanted wanted to take care of before the uh, procedure. The congestion seems to be uh, disappearing with the uh, medicine prescribed, which I have here. And uh, the other uh, dog, uh, Barney, uh, seems to have uh, a uh, slight irregularity in uh, liver reading. So he is taking some milk thistle and uh, a Clavomax, for, uh, I believe, for the uh, in case the liver is uh, inflamed. So you're you're now. Do we know? Did the veterinarian identify some concerns with their mouths, or are you just thinking it would be a good idea to clean their teeth? And you were looking into that. No, I uh, first started out wanting to get the teeth cleaned, and then I thought, okay. you know, I need to run a, mm-hmm. a, a test here on them to make sure that it's uh, more than 50-50 chance that they'll mm-hmm. do fine. Well, and, you know, the the challenge here is for me with, an, uh, you know, the hard thing is to say on the phone, <laughs> should you pursue this or not? Because, you know, really there's so much that goes into seeing a pet, right. evaluating them physically and knowing all the information. And I don't think I'm kind of just in that short history privy to that. But I can tell you that, you know, we know that um, dental disease is a huge problem and that it does impact other systems of the body. Now, if the veterinarian in, in the course of your medical workup that they've done said, oh, gosh, you know, th- yeah, this looks like a problem, this could be a problem, this could be an abscess tooth, then that might make, give me some more interest in why I would want to pursue a dental cleaning. If it's just a cosmetic thing and we're thinking everything looks great, they're not worried about gum disease, periodontal disease, and I think you do have to weigh that and, and really decide if it's in the pet's, pet's best interest. But I will tell you, <laughs> senior pets in that age grouping, you know, a lot of them, if we do senior wellness testing, and I do blood work and extra rays on the average pet that's 11 years of age, I'm going to find something. Um, in, in at least 10% of the cases in a healthy pet, if we're doing senior wellness screening, we're going to find something, whether it's something like an enlarged heart. And an enlarged heart also has to be correlated with other things. You know, do we have a heart murmur? Do we have any symptoms of um, cardiovascular disease that are going on? So the presence of an enlarged heart by itself isn't something that necessarily stops me. But, you know, knowing all the other information, I think, is kind of how we base a decision on that. Um, so I think that would be really the kind of the, I'd have a heart to heart with your veterinarian and say, okay, you know, I want to be a good mom. I want to pursue dental care. Um, you know, what is the justification or how serious do you feel my pet, um, my pet's dental condition is and it, that's going to be in the pet's best interest. If they've never had a dental cleaning before, my guess is they probably do need it at that age because if they haven't been getting regular dentistries and regular cleanings and evaluations, there is a very high possibility that things have already progressed to a a more serious state when it comes to dental-wise. So that's definitely something to consider. And, um, you know, the liver issue that you mentioned, too, um, we also base that upon clinical symptoms. So if it's just something we notice on blood work, well, you know, there's other things we'll look at. We might screen for Cushing's disease. We might look for other underlying liver problems. Um, sometimes, like what your veterinarian is doing, we'll treat empirically with an antibiotic in a liver supplement and then maybe reevaluate those liver values and see uh, what Yeah, he does have uh, him on um, milk thistle. 
mm-hmm. uh, twice a day, uh, one yeah. hour before eating. Yeah, yeah. Uh, along well, with, think... then, then he uh, just recently uh, prescribed the uh, antibiotic. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And I think the teeth are are pretty bad. Although uh, the the one I had been using, uh, not too successfully, but a, a, a doggy toothpaste all along. And uh, another vet who just retired uh, had thought that he looked pretty good, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, they don't they don't look too good to me when we when we really <laughs> take a good look at these gums. Yeah, well, and I know I've, I've said this statistic before, but only 40% of what we see is what is going on with the teeth. The other 60% is under the gum line, mm. and periodontal disease happens below the gum line. So it is very difficult um, to know what we're dealing with just by looking at the teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's why we can't replace regular dental care with your veterinarian with just doing home care. You can't just brush and feed special treats and think that that's going to replace the need for regular dental profit. Oh and boy. Yes, I so I just been, you know uh, more diligent about it. Yeah. Well, we learn as we go, and with each pet, we get a little bit better. <laughs> we know more. Um, decades ago, dental care really didn't um, even receive attention much in the veterinary community. It was we waited till the teeth abscessed, and then, golly, then we pulled a tooth. Um, now we know a lot better, and maintaining oral health translates into good health in the other organs and uh, decreasing, you know, uh, immune system issues and uh, um, discomfort. You know, just just having an infected or abscessed tooth is really uncomfortable. We know that. So. Mm-hmm. How about yeah. uh, this liquid that is added to the dog's drinking water uh, that's advertised to uh, control? Of course, at this point, I know mine would need more, but I'm just curious as to whether that is an effective treatment. Well, there's a lot of different additives, so not all are the same. So um, there, there are certainly some that have been proven to help decrease tartar um, plaque accumulation. Um, the one that comes to mind that we use in our practice is called Aquadent, and it has been shown um, by veterinary dentists to actually help decrease the, the rate of uh, bacterial product accumulation on the teeth. Now, there are a lot of deodorizers that you may find on the market. Those are not the same kind of product. So um, I think we have to evaluate each one individually when someone asks about like these kind of things. And oh, I do well, recommend. Yeah, I wasn't interested so much in the uh, the bad breath as uh, you know the the, de- the deterioration uh, mm-hmm. problem. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there are, I will tell you that for over-the-counter products, a lot of people, you know, when you're trying to investigate these, you know, is it a good product or is it not going to be worth the money? Um, if you buy it at your veterinarian's office, it's going to be, you know, obviously a, a endorsed product by that veterinarian. If you're buying something over-the-counter, we look for a seal. It's called the Veterinary Oral Health Council seal or V-O-H-C. Oh. So that's one way that you can look at something. And, you know, granted, these rinses aren't going to do the same as having a cleaning at your vet or even brushing at home. But they can be a tool that you can integrate into your you know, home health care for your pet. I see. All right. Well, thank you. Okay. Well, best wishes to you and your babies there, Robin. Thank you. Well, this portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Fear Free Happy Homes. Don't forget you can get your fix of Animal Radio anytime you want with the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Download it now. It's made possible by Fear Free Happy Homes. Helping your pets live their happiest, healthiest, fullest lives at home, at the vet, and everywhere in between. Visit them at fearfreehappyhomes.com. 
And thanks for your free for underwriting Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. This is Glenn Close on Animal Radio, urging you to spay or neuter your pet. Admit it. You love your dog, and he is part of the family. So when choosing your next vacation, don't forget Fido. With just a little planning, the entire family can enjoy a road trip. To find the best vacation spot for Spot, subscribe to Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog, where each issue includes hotel and destination reviews, where both you and Fido are welcome. Go online to FidoFriendly.com and find out what all the barking's about. Alan Cable, here's today's Scam Watch. A lot of folks are going to the internet to find themselves puppies. Folks like Dawn, who lost one of her dogs. On Thanksgiving. So she went online to find a new puppy. Came upon bestfriendhusky.com. She read all the testimonials on the website and felt comfortable with it. All of them said they would come back again and get another husky. She picked out one of the puppies and sent the breeder in Minnesota 500 bucks. But did the dog arrive? No. She sent another $905 that was supposed to be for a special heated crate. I finally realized that this is for sure a scam. The website was taken down and she never heard from the breeder again. Thousands of people a year who just want to get a new puppy are getting ripped off. We get tens of thousands of complaints on this. I would never get a puppy sight unseen. Many times the pet you fall in love with online doesn't even exist. It's just a picture off the internet. Dawn got herself a new puppy, but she also got scammed. He's an evil man. This is Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Chapuzio. Chapuzio. Chapuzio? Chapuzio. 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 It's Animal Radio. And uh, Hal here trying to make sense of this last name. I know we've had her on before. Deborah Jo Chapuzio will be on in just a few minutes. Deborah Jo what? Chapuzio. <laughs> say it faster. Chapuzio. If you say it fast enough, it doesn't matter how you pronounce it. Hal, I know. Right? <laughs> you might Good remember one. when she was on the last time talking about her foundation, the Amazon Foundation. Such a charismatic young gal. We just ran out of time. And uh, so we figured we'd have her back. And I understand that she has adopted a pig as a pet. A mini pig. Mini pig. Well, supposedly mini pig. You know how that goes. Yeah, it could turn mm-hmm. out to be one of those big 200-pound pigs. Up to 300 pounds. Really? Huh? Yeah. So we'll find out what it's like to adopt a pig and whether or not you should adopt a pig. You know, cat, dog, bird, pig. Or whether you know, what, what pig should it be? is the right pet for you. Also on the show today, we're going to talk to Danielle Dahls. Is that her name? Danielle Dahls. And she's a young lady. Uh, how old is she? Do I we know how old she is? No. 29 years old. Oh says it right here. Yeah, I see that now. She's been sitting in a bathtub for almost 30 days to raise awareness for Lolita, the killer whale at the Miami Seaquarium. She's protesting the small space that that killer whale is in by, I believe, hanging out in a bathtub. Yeah, they say yeah the, I, the, I think Lolita has the smallest uh, the smallest tank in, in the world. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, of any captive orca. And they say that they can swim up to 100 miles in the wild. And can you imagine that confined to the bathtub? I just want to. I want to find out if she has all that pruny skin. Now <laughs> she's been in in her bathtub for quite a while, so we'll find out in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. What are you working on over there in the newsroom, Miss Lori Brooks? 
I'm going to tell you about (laughs) a woman who thinks she's a cat, kind of like a day in her life. Okay. And, you know, there's all these little things about cats that you don't really think about. But take a few minutes and just observe your cat and and really try and picture a human doing some of those things. Okay. Well, I do remember Boomer. We had Boomer the dog on, who was a guy who thought he was a dog or thinks he's a a dog. dog. Yep. They yeah. did that, that geo special, so now we have one that uh, thinks she's a cat. Yep. And we'll find yes. out. Trans species. Trans species is what they call it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, that's on the way right here on Animal Radio. I wanted to mention this. This is really important. There's been an estimated 70% rise on dog theft. Over 2 million pets were stolen last year. And most often, this happens because there's profit to be made somewhere. Of course, you have the cases where there's the disgruntled spouse or, or somebody who takes the dog or deals with that. But in most cases, there are a lot of dogs that are being stolen right now. Uh, most of them are the smaller dogs. You know, the uh, the little, uh, where's that list here? Oh, yeah, the Yorkshire Terrier tops the list. The Pomeranian, mm-hmm. the Maltese, and the Boston Terrier are also on that list. Among the large breeds of the most stolen dogs right now are Labrador Retrievers, Pitbull Terriers, and Pitbull Mixes. So if you have any one, you know, it doesn't matter if you have any one of these animals, any animal that you have, Mm -hmm. you should make sure that they're supervised. Don't let them roam unsupervised. Uh, What happens if they're stolen? Well, unfortunately, there's what's known as class B dealers. And these people collect pets across the country and they sell them to research. That's one of the things that can happen. And let me tell you, if you have your animal spayed or neutered, these people in research, they don't want your animal. So that's just another reason to have your animal (laughs) spayed or neutered. Uh, pets mm-hmm. are... And if they're microchipped, can a lab accept them or a lab can't accept a microchip? Uh, you know, I don't know the status on that. You may be right on that. I think I don't think they can. Yeah, I don't think they can. Okay, so you want to definitely uh, make sure they're spayed or neutered and microchipped and always under your supervision. They are property, unfortunately. You know, to us, they're family. But in the eyes of the law, they're property. So anybody that steals your pet, it's just a spank on the hand. It's a misdemeanor as opposed to human... Kidnapping, which is you know a what felony. we talked about this before, and what they have to do. That's why they used to tattoo dogs, mm-hmm. um, usually like on on the underbelly or on their shoulder or something. Doctor Debbie would know more about that. Yeah, but because yeah. the the research labs could not accept a dog that was tattooed, because how could you miss seeing that tattoo? Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. Hey, you know the other thing that I'd like to point out to our listeners is that um, a lot of people shop on Craigslist for animals, yep. and mm. they that is actually one of the outlets where they sell these dogs. So someone may say, oh, I re- rescued this Pomeranian. I got online. You know, the people needed to rehome it. You know what? You know, we all want to believe the best story there. Um, but this is actually a way that some of these um, thefts um, end up getting unloaded. The human is, uh, nature is, is ugly underneath. And Craigslist is a conduit for that. Whether you are get, trying to get rid of your pet, don't get rid of your pet on Craigslist for sure if, you're, if you need to get rid of your pet. For God's sakes, don't do it there because that's where these Class B dealers look. And if you're looking for a pet, don't go to Craigslist. If you are getting rid of your pet for whatever reason, and I'm not not here to judge you, but charge a price for it and a good price because dealers, these people, these uh, Class B dealers, they don't want to pay for, for pets and they often won't. The other thing that I hate to say is very unfortunate. Not only are dealers the uh, recipients of these animals, but pit bull and uh, dog fighting rings they often use these animals and cats too so i hate to i hate to say this but uh do watch your animals and watch them very carefully okay we're gonna head back to the phones after a quick check of the news 
Here at Animal Radio, we always have some studio cats on hand. It just makes everything run better. You know, you get a lot more work done when there's a cat on your keyboard or in front of your computer monitor. That's actually why we got another one of these Armor Cat cat trees. In fact, a couple of them for the studio cats. You know, there's a lot of trees out there, right? You could go online, do a Google search, and you'll, you'll see lots of trees. There's a big difference between the Armor Cat and what you might get somewhere else. Yes, and you know, you keep talking about cats. The one we have, it has like a little box at the bottom where you they can hide in, and then it's got like three upper shelves. Well, let me tell you, the bottom box, my dog loves it. And she pops her head up, and the cats bop at her. It's kind of like whack-a-mole, but it's like, in this case, it's whack-a-pup. And the cats and dogs love it. No animals were harmed. You'll love their furniture at Armor Cat. Because it lasts a long time. In fact, the cat tree in the corner of the studio right now, we've had over 20 years. And believe me, our cats are destructive. They they use it. And so does the dog. It is well worth it to have a tree that lasts a long time, that's made of durable materials, and that can take the wrath of our studio cats. And maybe your cats. It's strong. It's durable. It's reliable. And it looks good because I'm always wanting something that's going to look good in the space I put it in, whether it's my office or whether it's home. I want something that's going to look nice. All the cat trees and beds come with a six-month warranty. Now get ready to write down this web address. It's armorcat.com. It's spelled A-R-M-A-R-K-A-T. Dot com. That's A-R-M-A-R-K-A-T dot com. And then when you get there and you find what you want, you can put in our promo code, a special promo code to get 15% off. It's real easy to remember, Animal Radio. So head on over to armorcat.com and give your cat the tree they deserve and get 15% off using the code Animal Radio. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Lori Brooks. Think of all of the people and pets who have been injured even worse, too, by humans who are supposed to love and watch over them. You know, when it comes to domestic violence, we need to help those people. Well, fortunately, 30 states now allow judges to include pets in domestic violence protective orders, which simply means that someone can be ordered to have no contact with an animal which is owned by the person who is asking for their protective or restraining order. Now, on top of that, there is a federal bill in search of congressional support. It's the Pets and Women's Safety, or PAWS, Act, which will make it a crime to cross state lines to commit an act of domestic violence on a pet. Also, the grant part of that PAWS program would provide support for animal shelters to offer space for the pets of people who are fleeing domestic violence. They say offering those kinds of safe haven programs, that usually means finding a secret foster home where they can't be found. The supporters of the PAWS program say a state's borders will never stop abusers who mean to do harm, but why not give federal prosecutors one more tool to go after domestic violence perpetrators? You know what transgender means, of course. Well, now there's a 20-year-old Norwegian woman who I guess would be, I don't know, you call it trans species maybe? Nano, as she likes to be called, claims she was born in the wrong species and that she is actually a cat trapped in a human body. Now, she says her personality and psychological features prove that she is more feline than human because she prefers walking around on her hands and knees, you know, instead of standing up on two legs like humans prefer to walk. And she likes to, get this, sleep in a sink or on a windowsill, despite her 
average adult size. She also claims that she possesses a slew of cat-like characteristics. For instance, uh, ultra-sharp hearing, laser night vision, and fierce aversions to both dogs and, of course, the dreaded water. They clincher now that Nano is really a cat. You can see this for yourself in her YouTube video in which she says, It's also obvious that I'm a cat when I start purring and meowing. Sometimes I hiss when I meet dogs on the street. I'm Lori Brooks. Get more breaking animal news anytime you need it at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. How you're confusing me. Chapuzio. Chapuzio. I know. How hard is that? See, I'm saying like Joey's saying it. Chapuzio. Joey's got it. Joey's got it. Joey would know it. And I'm saying it like Joey. Chapuzio. Right? Chapuzio. No, it's a J. Chapuzio. I just love the name. And you know what? I could just sit here for a half an hour just saying Chapuzio. Just because. It just sounds good. It's like it does. You know what? It has action when you say it. There are two words in the English language: uh, that and mahogany. Put those two together. Any? <laughs> oh Don't you boy, like the word it. mahogany? You know, that's a good name, mahogany Chapuzio. I'm telling mahogany you, mahogany for your next <laughs> my next pig. Yes. There so what? Go. What's the deal? You're uh, you're dealing with pigs now, Deborah Joe Chapuzio. By the way, joining us here, if you haven't guessed, are you uh, you have pigs now. Uh, no, I have a pig. A pig. I um, got into, I guess, the same uh, desire that a lot of people have right now, and I wanted to get a mini pig, and I did. However, I went into it a little bit more educated, knowing that my mini pig could be anywhere from, you know, 150 to 300 pounds. Now, why did you pick a pig, just asking? Do you know... It was like one of the only animals I never had growing up as a child. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. You, most girls want a horse, but, you know, yeah, hey. I had those. Okay. I had horses and cows and donkeys. I just was lacking the swine. I heard they're pretty smart. They're very smart. They, you can teach them a trick the way you can a dog um, and teach them a command, but where I find them to be more intelligent is to take those behaviors that are either taught or that they have innately and kind of link them together to get what they want. So to me, that takes a kind of a level of intelligence. And I think that it is their smarts where a lot of people end up uh, having to put them into shelters because they need to use their brain every day. And so if you don't provide some kind of enrichment, it's behavior that you end up seeing as bad behavior. They'll eat you know? everything in the house if you don't keep them busy, right? Yes, including the barstool chairs. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like personal experience. Personal experience, the three-legged table. Would you like me to go on? <laughs> you know, I, I don't think that's the only reason they end up at shelters that they're not challenged. I think that, like you said, people get these mini pigs thinking they're going to be like 25, 30 pounds, and they can be up Correct. to 300 pounds, yes, and they, they can't can. they, deal with Baby them. Banks is actually sort of a smaller mini pig, and she actually weighs 135. Wow. That's still pretty big. That's a big Yes, pig. it is. Yeah. <laughs> now, I let my dogs and cats sleep in the bed with me. Do you let your pig sleep in the bed with you? Oh, I knew you were going to ask that question. <laughs> yes, the pig sleeps in the bed with us. Oh, no. <laughs> pig in a blanket. I'm telling you, that part is true. <laughs> do, do pigs snore? Um, no, but they do kind of twitch a little bit in their sleep the way a dog does when it's dreaming. <laughs> they, they, they have a little snout twitch that's really cute. Are pigs really dirty? 
You know, I think that that is a very old phrase that came from the farmers in the days where pigs were livestock and on farms and they're outdoors and it's raining and they get muck in their pens because she is actually the cleanest animal that I think I've ever owned. Uh, They potty train themselves. They go outside like a dog to go to the bathroom. They go in the same place. They come back in. They want their bed to be neat. She doesn't even want food in her bed. And she doesn't smell. She doesn't have an odor like dogs all, even if it's not a bad odor, dogs have a particular <laughs> odor to their fur or their paws. You know, we've all heard that they smell like Fritos. Or, so does she um, self-groom? More often than not. Well, you have dogs, too. Does the pig think she's a dog? Well, I think that's probably one of the biggest reasons that the rescues are filling up. Yes, it's the weight that people don't understand how big they're going to be. And the other one is is uh, social media. All these cute little pictures of the pig and the pig face and, uh-huh. you know, sitting next to your dog. And when in reality, they're prey animals. Oh, really? So, you know, you should never leave a dog and a pig alone together, even if you think your animals get along. I never leave wow. my dog, Emma Zen, and Baby Banks alone because in the wild, they are prey animals. So um, the, if oh. they're laying on their side, they jump up fast so that they can run away. And that is um, that instinct is always in them. And if it it wants to challenge everybody, the dog, the cat, the humans, you know, every couple of weeks just to see if she still lies at the bottom of the hierarchy. So if you weren't home and she challenged your dog and your dog had just about had enough of the pig in its face, you may come home to an earless pig or even worse. Uh, Would you recommend uh, a pig as a pet? I would recommend a pig for a pet for a person who was ready to take on the responsibilities for a lifetime of that animal. You have to understand that one of the number one things that they do is root. So if you decide you want a pig, you can't get upset when you no longer have a pristine backyard, no longer have anything in your planners. And if that's not going to work for you, then I don't think that you should um, adopt a pig to begin with. You have the food trade going on now, the food train. What is that? Um, in short, what it is is we ask for the public to support it through public donation. It is a nonprofit. We then purchase the food, and uh, some of that is in form of the pellets that pigs eat or maybe some of the fresh vegetables that they need. And then we deliver it to those specific organizations and rescues that have been housing these researched saved laboratory animals. Well, that's great. And the, the website is thefoodtrain.org. And this is for all pigs, right? Correct. Okay. Check out thefoodtrain.org and, of course, the mzenfoundation.com. We'll put links to everything you've heard on today's show over at animalradio.com. And, yes, we need to do this once again. Deborah Joe, Chapuzio. Say it with me. Oh, I just love it. Thank you very much. It's been wonderful talking to you today. Hi, it's Alan Cable, and it's time for another dog tip. Here's a sound you never want to hear. Fact is, a lot of people hear that every single day, and it's scary. Could be your own dog is taking over your life. When it gets that far, when your dog is growling or nipping at you, maybe for even sitting on your own couch or getting into your own bed, getting close to his food, trying to shoo him away from a window or door he's barking at, when it gets that far, it's time for you to bring in professional help. Don't try to fix this problem on your own, especially when you have a big, strong, powerful dog. It doesn't happen overnight, but if you let a dog take control of your life, you're probably going to have problems 
problems down the line, and they could be big ones. You may think you're showing your dog affection by letting him sit in your spot on the couch or taking over your bed. You may make excuses when he growls at you for getting too close to his food or trying to take one of his toys. You rationalize it away when he nips at you. He did it because I gave him that toy. It's his, and I tried to take it away. I've disturbed him while he's eating. Naturally, he's upset. He tried to bite me when I got in my own bed because I woke him up. This is by far the biggest reason why people give up dogs. The dog gets aggressive, you get scared, he gets more aggressive. And an aggressive dog is a scary dog. Most people can't handle it. They worry about their kids and their friends coming over. And the more they worry, the worse the problem gets. They appear very weak in the dog's eyes. And the dog has no trust for them. So they start locking the dog away from people. They can't bring him out anywhere. And the dog either gets given up or spends most of his time locked up. Away from other dogs and away from people. He gets labeled as being vicious. When you think about it, it's pretty sad and it's avoidable. And with the right person in your corner, this problem can also be corrected. So if your dog is starting to become aggressive or he's already full-blown out of control, you owe it to the dog to get him help because you probably contributed a great deal to the problem. Once you come to terms with that and make the decision to learn, change, and grow, with a great professional at your side, your dog can change too. Get more tips at AnimalRadio.com. A few weeks ago, after a long and glorious life, we lost our studio stunt dog to a neurological illness. And of course, that's hard. Anyone that loses a pet knows that their lives are way too short. This dog was very special to us, and we wanted to commemorate the dog, find some way to celebrate the dog for the rest of our lives. You got a tattoo this morning, right? I did, and it's awesome. I just love it, and it's so nice to look down. And I actually had cremains put into the ink. Oh, wow. So when I look down and I see a picture of her on my leg, she's with me. All the time. Yes. As you can see, I got one of these rings from Big Paw Cremains. I went online to bigpawcremains.com and selected a ring that we could put her ashes in. And we got the rings today. They are absolutely spectacular. You can actually see the ashes. It's not like it's mixed into the metal or anything that you just know it's there. You can actually see the ashes when you look at the ring. They're beautiful. It's just so heartwarming to know that they're with us all the time. You know, we've cremated pets before and we have their cremains on a shelf, you know, in urns. But this is special. Now my my dog goes with me everywhere I go. She will always be with me. These are beautiful rings. They're handcrafted in Colorado. And they make sure we have our beloved companion close wherever we go. I got an extra bonus. I got the paw necklace. And you can actually see in the pads of the paw, you can see her ashes in that. And I'm going to wear that. And that's going to keep it close to my heart. So if you're looking to celebrate the life of one of your furry companions that's passed... Please consider BigPawCremains.com. Check out the great selection of rings and necklaces and other jewelry and have the cremains always visible to you. Just like in this ring. I'll hold the ring up to the mic so you can see it. It's pretty nice. BigPawCremains.com. Their customer service is excellent and you'll be so happy that you went over there. BigPawCremains.com. Hey, it's your resident party animal, Vinny Penn on Animal Radio. Welcome back. I don't know for any of you taking notes, paying attention as we've been doing the uh, as I've been doing the party animals here for the last. Uh, geez, it's been a while now, over a year, maybe even two years. You may have caught that I live just outside New York in Connecticut. Now, Connecticut right now has been in the news due to the chimpanzee attack that happened. A woman who had a, a pet, I believe it was a chimpanzee, that she was trying to get 
to come back into the house one day and it attacked her and ripped off one of her lips and she's not she's not eligible for the plastic surgery that she was hoping to get uh through her insurance for for various reasons perhaps you're familiar with the story uh, and I certainly don't want to trounce uh, on anyone's tragedy but I've never quite understood the thought process behind the monkey as pet that permeated America right after, dare I say, Clint Eastwood filmed Every Which Way But Loose. Putting them in shorts or a diaper and having them sit at the kitchen table doesn't necessarily humanize the chimp or the, or the ape or what have you. You're kind of asking for trouble. Um, even though Clint Eastwood, Philo Beto, went out to say he's got eight ribs, ma, just like you and me. Vinnie Penn, party animal, animal radio. Oh, what did he say? He said, we're all across the USA, the most listened to pet show today. Animal Radio, we're everywhere you go. Animal Radio. Animal Radio. Cleveland, Ohio, John, you are on with Dr. Debbie. Hi, Dr. Debbie. Well, hi there. How are you today? Good. I have a, a yellow lab. He's around one, like one year or two months. Um, he's Gretchen, and I rescued him from the pound in, um, about six months ago, and he had fleas when I got him. So I was wondering. I don't see any fleas. I was giving them front lines, but I don't know if I should continue doing that or if there's something that maybe can give him a bath. With the itching and scratching, does he... Uh, have any areas where he's losing hair? Do you see any spots of irritation, anything like that? No. It's just that he does a, an itching repeatedly. How often would you say he's itching? Um, he scratches probably like sometimes like three or four times in the evening. When I, I mean, but it's a lot because a friend of mine noticed. <laughs> Well, definitely with um, with a history of fleas and even being in an environment where you have fleas throughout the year, that would be definitely something I would work very hard at making sure that we uh, treat that as fully as possible. Um, because one single flea can create the itch cycle for a long time. And especially for some animals who are allergic to that flea saliva, that that makes that itch even worse for them. So I would continue with frontline. But, um, you know, there's some simple things you can do. Um, I would go to the kind of the lower back area right in front of the tail, and I would look for evidence of fleas, because if you've got fleas, that's going to be where I'm going to tell you to focus your efforts. And what you're going to be looking for is actually the little critters themselves, but also for basically flea poop, which is looks like pepper. And if you see anything like that along his skin, and it just fleas kind of like that area in the lower back on dogs, then definitely I would go full guns after the um, the fleas. And you may need to actually see your veterinarian for some other tips and tools because there are other medications that we may use as well. Um, but if right now I could stand there and look at your baby and say that there's no fleas and that's not playing a role, 
being a Labrador, they do tend to have, you know, a lot of uh, kind of allergic skin diseases. So um, things like supplements such as fatty acids can be helpful for mild allergies. Um, may not stop the itch completely, but can help with just general dryness and improve the overall coat and be kind of a natural anti-inflammatory. Um, and a young dog who itches also makes me think about the possibility of a food allergy. And very young Labradors, if I start to see them scratching and itching, and I'm not finding evidence of fleas or other types of critters, then I will definitely talk about getting them on a food um, that is designed for pets with allergies. Um, some of those may be based from different protein sources like uh, duck, uh, venison, um, but basically for some of these guys, they're just kind of... Their skin's wired a little bit differently. We need to come at it a little differently. Um, so I would definitely see about trying a food uh, trial with the hypoallergenic food for him. Okay. What is something good to, like, maybe bathe them in? Is there something that you can do at home? Yeah, for bathing, if, if there's nothing actively going on as far as an infection on the skin, a good general all-around kind of anti-itch shampoo is going to be something oatmeal-based. Um, doesn't have to be medicated, and we wouldn't want to use something medicated unless we actually have that problem present. So um, you can go over the counter, go to your favorite pet store or your veterinary office and get an oatmeal-based shampoo and even a conditioner. And a lot of the kind of uh, leave-on conditioners can have a nice soothing effect for several days. It'll wear off, um, but it's something you can do at home to kind of make them feel better. It's kind of like a doggy Aveeno bath, if you will. Um, so that might help make them a little bit more comfortable as well. So I say give that a whirl, John. You, you know, and I, I'm a Labrador lover myself, and um, one of my little babies has a lot of skin-related problems. So I'm kind of always... Uh, He's one step ahead of me, and I'm always trying to catch up and, and treat that skin. So keep up every effort you can, and, and you'll get them there. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Hi, this is Doug Gray of the Marshall Tucker Band, and forever you'll always be listening to Animal Radio. Keep loving those pets. How would you like to save money on nearly all your prescription drugs? We've set up a special toll-free number for the RX Outreach Program. They're a nonprofit company whose mission it is to make prescription drugs more affordable to the masses. They don't take insurance, and in many cases, your prescriptions are even cheaper than your co-pays. They carry thousands of different prescription drugs, so whatever you're taking, there's a good chance they have it. No coupons are required, and this is not a discount card. It is pure savings on your prescription drugs. They specialize in generic meds for any chronic health needs you have. Call with your prescription and find out for free how little you can pay for your prescription drugs. Remember, we don't take insurance, so call right now. 800-689-0143. That's 800-689-0143. Celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Wow. The show has been packed up to now and, and it continues to be packed. This hour 
Uh, we're going to talk to this young lady who's hanging out in a bathtub. She's been there for almost 30 days doing that to raise awareness about the killer whale Lolita at the Miami Sea Aquarium. And we're just trying to get in touch with her right now and find out how it's been and what day she's at and mm-hmm. uh, if her skin's all pruny and all that kind of stuff. That's <laughs> Gosh, that would be, be very uncomfortable. Yes. You know, I slept in a doghouse. Not for 30 days. I always days. think of you <laughs> when I hear people doing stuff like this. That takes a lot of passion. That's I, I admire that. I, I think what she's doing is awesome. And, you know, when you're 29 years old, you can do that, but not at my age. <laughs> Too old now. Let's uh, go to Sue. Hi, Sue. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Where are you calling from today? I'm actually calling from Driftwood, Texas. Driftwood, Texas. That sounds so... I just picture nothing. <laughs> Dust. <laughs> uh, driftwood. Uh, driftwood and a tumbleweed rolling across. Yeah. It's got trees like California, actually. Oh, well, then it's probably very pretty. What's going on? Do you have troubles with your animals? I got the whole team here for you. Oh, well, good. Yeah, um, we moved on to a property, and there were four cats, and we've adopted them all. And they're outside cats, and they have ear mites. Mm. We took okay. one to the vet. And she got a product that kills four things at once. And I'm thinking, I think you have to do it every month. And it's like, mm-hmm. gee, four times 20 bucks, that's 80 bucks just for medication. And it's like, ugh, I can't do that. So okay. I'm trying to figure out what in the world I can do. I know there's two different pesticides. I've heard mineral oil might work. And then the bedding, do I, how often do I, do I change the bedding? Because they sleep in a converted doghouse with hay, so okay. it's warmer in the winter. I just don't know what I should do. Okay. So these, do these cats come inside at all, or are they pretty much, you, they're just outdoor cats that you just they're, take care of? They are just outdoor cats. Okay. And then um, do they interact with any pets of your own that you already have? No. Mm-mm. Okay. And did the veterinarian that saw your kitty, did they actually see ear mites on a sample and say, ah, I looked under the microscope and I saw this creepy crawler? Yes, they did. They did. Perfect. Great, because that's really important because ear mites are definitely one of the most common causes of ear infection in cats, but it's not the only one. So we always do want to make sure we do really see those creepy crawlers in there. Um, so a couple things. First of all, ear mites pretty much live on and near um, an animal's ears. So if we have dogs, cats, rabbits, ferrets, all sharing the same living space, and they're sh- sharing close quarters, um, uh-huh. cuddling up to each other, having contact, we do worry about that contamination between animals. But generally, these kind of mites don't live in the environment. They just really like to stay close to their meal, and their whole life cycle is really quite close in the ear environment. Um, in oh. fact, people don't really even get any kind of symptoms with ear mites. There's only been some you know, rare cases of people getting skin irritation. So, so most uh-huh. of your efforts are really going to be on the cats, and, and that can be tough because with outdoor cats, they are in an environment. They, they may be encountering other cats as well, which oh, yeah. could, re, could reinfest them. So in normal closed uh, household situations, we treat for ear mites, and we're very comfortable that if we treat effectively, we treat the whole group of animals, we're going to get control of this. But you you may run into some problems because you do have this outdoor cat scenario. Now, I don't mm-hmm. see a harm in kind of cleaning the bedding and things like that within the, the cat house, uh, the cat house, if you will. But um, I don't think that's going to be something you really need to spend a lot of extra efforts on. Oh, um, and, Okay. And let me ask you, are all the cats fairly tame? Are you able to handle them on a daily basis? Or is yes. it something you... Yes, okay. I can. Okay. All so of them. some 
And, and that de- depends what kind of product we might use as well. There are some uh-huh. fabulous products that you can use as a spot-on product, and we typically will use those about once a month. And that may be what one of the products that your veterinarian um, got for you. Was it the multi-advantage multi? It was Revolution. Revolution. Okay. And Revolution is one that I typically use quite a bit for cats with ear mites. And the trick is to treat all the kitties. So um, right. that would be a fabulous product you can use. Um, uh-huh. And, uh, you know, normally one treatment is all we need to do, but sometimes I'll do a second just to be on the safe side. Uh-huh. But uh, you do mention, you know, mineral oil, and, and that is actually kind of one of the kind of the cheap home care uh, tips that you can use for ear mites in dogs and cats. Is we can use mineral oil, vegetable oil, um, sometimes uh, you know, olive oil we'll use. And the idea is you basically put enough in the ear canal that you're going to be coating and basically smothering um, the mites. Um, the downside to that is it has to be done once a day pretty much for three weeks in a row. So um, that's why if you can't catch the cats, it could be a tough thing and a very messy thing. So I'd have to say it's not something I typically recommend for folks, even though it's cheap and readily available. It has to be done Uh frequently. The cats get kind of tired of the whole thing. So for me, I do like the the monthly spot-ons. There also are some other topical products. Um, there is a um, ivermectin-containing um, eardrop that you can get from your veterinarian, and that usually you can treat um, once in the ears, and then I usually repeat it two weeks later. And that might be something that might be a little bit more economically friendly for you, um, uh-huh. which you can use, um, and you can use that on all the kitties, and you only have to apply it a few times, so it's not like you're you know having to catch them every day. Um, so that might oh, be the... Okay. The other yeah, type that of. sounds attractive, that's for sure. I don't, I don't <laughs> want to do it every day. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and I applaud you for taking care of these kitties and, uh, uh, you know, hopefully also take care of some of the other things that they might need, like some basic rabies vaccinations, things like that, just to keep oh, yeah. them safe. And two of them are getting spayed tomorrow. <laughs> oh, awesome. Good, good. That's so excellent. what was this product that you um, uh, said that I could get? Yes, the the one brand name that I use is called Acarex. It's A C A R E double X. Okay. Okay. And it's an it's an ivermectin containing um, topical that you put in the ears. All right, and you put it in like once every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, should I be doing this once every two weeks forever? Well, we wouldn't typically do it forever. Um, just it, it's not something I would typically recommend, but um, I would uh-huh. definitely do it initially. Try to make sure if you can follow up with a veterinarian if it looks like we've got complete treatment, and then it may be something throughout the year you do intermittently if we're worried about infestations uh, or reinfestations. Okay. All right. Um, and then, you know what? I've put some mineral oil in their ears a week ago, mm-hmm. and so then if I put this Acarex in there, is, is the oil going to make render it ineffective? Well, it depends on how much oil is in the ears currently. But, yeah, if they're already lubed up and if you were already, say, doing the mineral oil for you know, many days or weeks, yeah, you're going to have a lot of gunk in there and you're going to probably want to have those ears cleaned out or at least give it some time for the residual stuff to come out of there. Okay. Is it necessary that I clean out their ears? Well, just don't want to have a ton of oil or waxy product in there. Um, so okay. If, okay. All right. Sounds like you got some answers there. I, ho- I hope that helps. Hey, let us know. Oh, my gosh. If you're still having problems, Sue, in a, in a few weeks, let us know, and I'd like to, to do a follow-up, okay? Okay. All right. Thank you so very much. I appreciate the help. Of course. All Thanks right. for listening. 
If you happen to have a Yorkshire Terrier, Shih Tzu, a Pug, or a Mini Schnauzer, don't forget our very own Dr. Debbie has her Kindle eBooks available over at Amazon, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. And we have links to everything you've heard on today's show over at AnimalRadio.com. In a few minutes, we're supposed to talk to this young lady, 29-year-old young lady who's uh, been in a bathtub for almost 30 days in front of, I believe, the Miami Sea Aquarium. Is that correct? That's correct. And she's trying to bring attention to the uh, killer whale, Lolita, who's been in captivity there in a very, very small tank. Which I seems think it's the smallest tank in the world. I'm looking at a picture of it, and if that's the tank that she's in, it is. I can say it's probably as big as my house, which is small. I live in a very <laughs> little cottage. And so it is It is a small place. And we'll find out exactly uh, what her deal is. I, I believe we've been trying to call her a couple of times. And yeah. she's, I hope she's okay. Yep. I you don't think she drowned or anything, do you? Well, is there actually a phone that can reach into her bathtub? Maybe it's like uh, out on some public display uh, yeah, What is that? <laughs> she deal? can't get a phone. It's her cell phone. It's her cell phone. Oh, her cell. Yeah. Maybe, okay. she may, maybe she hasn't charged it or something like that. Maybe. Okay. Well, hopefully she'll be on the show before we leave today because I want to find out what kind of nut butt does that kind of stuff. I, I would do that kind of stuff. Anything to bring attention <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, how many days did you sleep in a doghouse to... Well, I did it twice. ...bring awareness to yeah. shelter dogs? And uh, that, not, yeah, not really, 30 I'm days. I about that. How long did you do, Hal? I, a little over a week once and then a week another wow. time. In, uh, and it was fun. I actually had fun <laughs> because they brought the shelter dogs out. And so the shelter dogs and me were buds for, for a week. We got to hang yeah. out. Did you have to defend your territory with any of them? Uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> you didn't pee on like the side of the house or anything like that to keep him away? He marked Dr. it before Debbie. they came. He, he had it all marked before anyone came out. I will say that uh, we were located on both incidences uh, on the uh, street corner, one, one in front of a gas station, one in front of a Sears. And on both times, people were giving all kinds of money. We made a lot of money for local mm-hmm. SPCAs doing that. Yeah. So I'm sure that she's bringing a lot of attention to this killer whale and that's why i want to talk to her so make sure that i'm trying come hell or high water we need to talk to her I'm not high water bathtub no, water b- bathtub Did come hell or pruny skin yes Lori, what are you working on over there in the newsroom uh well you know how we like to celebrate the connection between you and your pets uh-huh. on animal radio we love to do that by telling you about celebrities too who you know they're just like us and um, they're just like getting us. a new pet well you know except <laughs> their bank accounts yes. <laughs> minus that they're just like us. Right. So someone's getting new pets? They they got a new pet, and how they posted it, and um, it's a really cute puppy. Well, I'm looking forward to that. I hear Bieber's getting another monkey. Which, uh, That's a shame. Yeah, that really is a shame. Really? Yeah. Didn't... Didn't somebody already do that in the 80s? That's been done. Well, he got one, and then he got rid of it. Well, gave he, it to him. he had to give really? it up. He yeah. was confiscated because he went to a yeah. different country, and then he decided he didn't want to pay all the money and all the fines. He just let it go. Can I say he's a moron? Anyone... <laughs> moron. You're going to have believers calling you in protest. Okay, you Bieber believers, dial now. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. You know, here at Animal Radio, the studio cats have been using the Armor Cat cat trees for two decades. And you know, cats need to scratch, claw, and climb. And unlike any other tree, Armor Cat furniture is strong, durable, and really reliable. Armor Cat's best in class cat trees and beds all come with six month warranties. Go to ArmorCat.com. 
That's A-R-M-A-R-K-A-T dot com. And give your cat the tree they deserve. And get 15% off using the code ANIMALRADIO. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Here's Hal and Judy. Dog father Joey Volani and veterinarian Dr. Debbie. Right now for Dr. Debbie, we have Trisha. Hi, Trisha. Hey, how Where are you, you doing? Good. Where are you calling from? Uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Is it a beautiful day there in Raleigh? It's a little chilly, but it's uh, typical for uh, this location of this type of year. So what's beautiful. going on with your animals? Do you have a dog? Oh, I have two ratties. In fact, I had talked to you guys a couple of years ago. I have two ratties, um, rat terriers, um, the mini breed. Uh-huh. Um, the one that I'm concerned about is a rescue. And she's supposedly around six, that's her guesstimation, but she's graying in her face more than um, Petey, the older one. But this is what's going on. It appears that when I take them for a walk, now Chloe is uh, spayed, so what I've been noticing, and I can't see it all the time, obviously, with the ground, that you know how dogs like working. Well, there's times it looks like she might be straining. I mean, there's nothing left to mark with. But I did notice last week that on, on a leaf, it appeared to be blood. Okay. Not, oh, boy. It's kind of bloodish tone. But she has, it doesn't happen all the time or that I cannot see it all the time. But mm-hmm. I, I was wondering what. Absolutely. Uh, so Trisha, let me ask you with your with your little girl, does she have any accidents in the house? She does on occasion. She I mean, not always, but there's been spurts that like, really? I'm we're getting up in the morning, we have a routine and I'm a firm believer of the routine and they're created during the day. Mm-hmm. And um but there's occasionally that even before I even get downstairs Ta-da! Look at okay. what I left him on. <laughs> and has that been something she's always done, or is that just no, kind of maybe no. recent? Okay, it's it's sporadic, and it's okay. only been sporadic within the last six eight months. But I know that the I had seen some. Um, it was before that, but here again, I can't find a rhyme or reason. One of the few times that I have seen the uh, okay. red in the spotting. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you, in a spayed female dog that is having red discoloration in her urine, it's never normal. So this is definitely something she needs to see a veterinarian for. And the things that come to mind um, when I hear this, and especially kind of more of a chronic problem where maybe she has these accidents and maybe occasionally you see blood, but it's not always a persistent thing. For me, I'd really make sure we check her out for some urinary stones. That's kind of the first thing that really comes to mind. A urinary infection is also possible, but usually um, with at least more severe infections, it's pretty kind of hits them pretty hard and fast. So just like us, if we have a urinary infection, there's urgency. You got to run to the bathroom. You're uncomfortable. So the symptoms are kind of hit you all, you know, relatively fast. Um, So that's what's making me think that maybe this might be something more of a urinary calculus or a stone of some sort that it can be kind of intermittent and not so severe that it's kind of doubling her over or sending her running out the doggy door every minute. 
Um, there are also some other things that can crop up in the urinary tract, whether there are polyps or types of tumors. Um, so, you know, those might be other things to consider. But I, for me, I'd say we need to get a urine sample, and I would probably get an x-ray to look and see if we've got any potential stones showing up. But, uh, yeah, you okay. definitely need to get this gal in there. I thought so, but I, 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 it's easier to get a hold of you guys. <laughs> trying to get an appointment and not know what direction I'm being led to unnecessarily. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's a great point is you don't you don't want to have things done that aren't necessary. But I can tell you from what you're saying, this gal definitely needs a urine sample and I would say even an x-ray. Um, and when you do make that appointment, one important thing that I could tell pet owners is really if you've got a urinary type symptom going on, you don't want her to go to the bathroom right out front at the veterinary office. You want to have her crossing her legs when she walks in because it's going to make things a little bit easier for the veterinary staff if she's not just gone and eliminated everything out of her bladder. Yeah, see, that's the hard. How do you do that without having an accident in the car, right? <laughs> and, you know. Well, well, most most of it is just not. A lot of people, the, the first thing you do when you get to the vet office is you go right to that grassy spot. So that's basically what we'd ask you not to do is just, you know, oh, yeah. just get her right in the door. Don't stop at any places where she kind of sniffs and wants to pick up another sense. You just get her in that door. So other than that, that's about the best you can do. Yeah, carry the sucker in. Fortunately, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. being uh, 7 to 10 pounds, that's easy. That's so. a benefit. Yeah, they're, they're portable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well good luck so with much. that. And I love listening to you guys because uh, I, I was disappointed. In fact, I canceled XM Radio because I couldn't get you guys. And now I can get you on um, Heart Radio. So that was a huge blessing. Good for you, Trisha. I love y'all. Hey, if Trisha can do it, anybody can do it. Make that switch out over to iHeartRadio right now. We appreciate it. We we love listening to you. So anytime you want to call. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, Animals are people too. Guests at a Missouri restaurant complained when one of the patrons was monkeying around. Well, mostly because he's an actual monkey. Debbie Rose of Springfield says Richard, her monkey, gives her the emotional support she needs to overcome an anxiety disorder. Without Richard, she wouldn't feel comfortable enough to go out in public, shop for groceries, or eat in a restaurant. The local health department determined that Richard wasn't a service animal because he wasn't trained to do a specific task. But a representative from the Justice Department in Washington said a case could be made for the emotional support that Richard the monkey gives his owner. Until they sort it out, sounds like Debbie and Richard may have to hit the drive through I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Are people too. Animal Radio. Need a fix of the good stuff? Get more Animal Radio with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. How would you like to save money on nearly all your prescription drugs? We've set up a special toll free number for the RX Outreach Program. They're a nonprofit company whose mission it is to make prescription drugs more affordable to the masses. They don't take insurance, and in many cases, your prescriptions are even cheaper than your co-pays. They carry thousands of different prescription drugs, so whatever you're taking, there's a good chance they have it. No coupons are required, and this is not a discount card. It is pure savings on your prescription drugs. They specialize in generic meds for any chronic health needs you have. 
Call with your prescription and find out for free how little you can pay for your prescription drugs. Remember, we don't take insurance, so call right now. 800-689-0143 That's 800-689-0143 This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Lori Brooks. If you've ever bought Blue Buffalo, the line of pet food, natural pet food supposed to be for your pet, a new $32 million lawsuit means the pet food maker might owe you money. Blue Buffalo reached the huge settlement over claims that its products were free of poultry byproducts and did not contain wheat, soy, artificial colors and flavors or preservatives. Now, laboratory testing, on the other hand, did show that Blue Buffalo did contain byproducts, which then led to charges of mislabeling and, of course, false advertising and a big class action lawsuit. Blue Buffalo has denied any wrongdoing, though. It blames a former supplier for the issue, but said it settled the lawsuit not to admit anything, but in order to avoid further litigation expense. There's a cat in Norway that proves towing a sled is not a job for only a dog. You see, if you have not seen this viral video, you would know because it shows two-year-old Jesper the cat pulling his owner on a sled along a mountainside trail. But after being towed for a while, his mom is pretty cool. She puts Jesper on her shoulder where he sits on downhill parts of the trail so she doesn't run over him with her skis. But in typical cat fashion, you know, he is a cat. If the pretty orange boy does not feel like being a sled cat that day, he just flat out refuses, sits there, looks at his mom, and then jumps into her backpack and sits there in the backpack with that happy, you know, smile like I won. And then he gets the day off. Of course, though, Jesper is quite a guy, an adventurer guy, and he has his own Facebook page. And he's, you know, very entertaining. And all of his followers keep up with him on Facebook there with his adventures. He is pretty popular. I'm Lori Brooks. Get more break. Animal News anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Hello, this is Dr. Paul on Animal Radio. The pets are all part of your life. Make them welcome in your life. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio celebrating the connection with our pets. We'll go back to the phones in just a couple of seconds here. But first, I want to visit with Danielle. How do you pronounce your last name, Dias? <laughs> Dow, D-A-A-L-S. Well, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Very good. Now, you're sitting inside a bathtub, is that correct? Correct, yes. (laughs) And how many days have you been doing this? Today is day 17, and I'm doing it for 30 days all up. I'm sorry, is that Australian or that New Zealand accent? I'm having a hard time. (laughs) How many days? Um, 30 days all up, and today is day 17. 17. Today is day 17, okay. Now, why are you doing this? Um, It's to bring um, more awareness to um, cetaceans in captivity, and mainly Lolita, who's been held captive at Miami Seaquarium for nearly 46 years. So now let me translate for those. (laughs) (laughs) Lolita, who's a uh, killer whale there at the Miami Seaquarium, and that's where you are, right? Correct, Okay. She's been in captivity for 46 years, did you say? 
It'll be 46 years in August. Wow. And how big is the uh, the tank that she lives in? Um, I'm not too sure of the exact dimensions. I just know that it doesn't meet uh, current regulations. It's too small. Okay. Are you getting a lot of attention? Yeah. Yeah, I, I am getting a lot of attention. Um, most of it's good, which is positive. Um, there's a few, you know, that think that she should stay where she is, but they're just, they don't realize there's actually like a really good sanctuary plan for her. They think we want to just dump her in the wild, but we actually want to put her into a sea pen and have her retrained how to hunt for herself and things again. Mm, okay. Gosh, yeah. how, how long do they live? Does she have a long life left? Yeah, well, there's actually an orca out there. Um, her name's Granny, and she's about 102 years old. Wow. Lolita's mother is still um, out there, and she's about 86 years old. Wow. And Lolita's the oldest living walker in captivity at the moment. So she's still, you know, she's probably only middle-aged, so she'd still have a really good life ahead of her in the wild. Okay. So was she there as a as a baby? Yeah, she was captured when she was about four years old. Uh, so she probably doesn't know any different, though, does she? No, uh, the orcas, they have um, a really good brain capacity. It's about five times the size of ours. And she was played... Um, her family's vocals recently, like a few years ago, and she still reacted towards them, and so she remembers the vocals. Wow, they can understand. So you're sitting in a bathtub to show that, you know, you're in a confined, small space. This is not normal. Is there water in the tub? No, no, there's no water. There's no water in your bathtub? <laughs> no. I would say you'd be a pro- I with that some days when it's hot, though. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I bet you wish there was some cool water in there when it's hot. Oh yeah, but uh, you'd be all pruny now anyway. Uh, you're from New Zealand, is that correct? Is that where you live right now? Yes, yes, I do. So, what made uh, this particular killer whale make you come all the way to Miami to do this? Um, because once I read about her story and watched the um, the latest Slave to Entertainment, it was just you know she's been there for so long, and there is such a really good viable plan for her to be released. And her mum is still there. It would just make the best, happiest ending for her. And, you know, a lot of the other ones, um, although SeaWorld and, and such places are still just as horrific. This one, she's been by herself since her last tankmate killed himself. And so it's too small. She can't even dive. She's got no shelter from the sun. And to me, she's in the worst conditions. So um, I really wanted to do something to help her. And sitting at home, signing petitions and following court cases and demonstrations wasn't making me feel like I was really doing anything for her. So I thought I actually needed to do something physically. So I came up with the idea to get over here and spend 30 days in the tub. Do you think it's going to make a difference? I don't know if it'll make a difference. I'd like to think so, but at least I know that I've tried for her and I would never be thinking, well, what if I did this? What if I did that? I'd always know that I did something. What do you normally do for a living? Um, I work for an airline. Um, back at home, and I'm also a mum. I have a two-year-old son, so I'm pretty busy. <laughs> what, are the, what do your kids think of this? Um, he's, I only have one, and he's two years old, so he's quite a good age to be doing this where he won't remember mum disappeared for a month, you know. <laughs> uh, well, I encourage you to keep on and go to day 30 if you can. We'd love to hear from you again when you're done. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I'll be doing it. I don't want to have to pull out. I'll regret it if I do, and I, I want to give it 110% for the leader. Do you have a website where people can learn more? Yep, it's called, um, it's www.livinglikelolita.com. That's livinglikelolita.com. Of course, we'll put links to everything you've heard on today's show over at animalradio.com. And we'll check in with you in about uh, 15 days and find out 
how things are going for you. I, I got to tell you, I did something like this. It was to raise money for the SBCA. I lived in a doghouse, but not for a month. Wow. <laughs> o- only for wow. a little over a week. So I, I, It's still pretty hot. <laughs> I got to say what you're doing is amazing, and thank you so much for bringing the attention to Lolita. And does it get any oh, easier as it goes on? Oh, no, no, it's getting harder. <laughs> it's more and more days away from my, my family, but in a way it's also more and more days closer, but... Just go try and look at the positive, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, if there's any time that you feel like cracking, call me and I'll convince you not to, okay? You can do it. We're, we're cheering for you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Take care of yourself. There she goes, Danielle Dolls. She's living outside the uh, Miami Sea Aquarium in a bathtub to raise attention for uh, Lolita. Yeah, she wants to show that this is what it's like. That's the kind of space that Lolita has. That's her life is basically living in a bathtub. It is very small. I mean, if you yeah. look at the picture of Lolita and the, the tank, I would say there's about three times Lolita would be the size of the tank, maybe yes. four times. Yeah, the length. And, and, you know, these can swim up to 100 miles in the wild, and that she doesn't even have a... Uh, We'll head back to the phones for your calls for Dr. Debbie and Joey Volani next. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Hi, it's Alan Cable. Last time we talked about getting your dog to walk calmly on a leash. Let's do a review. You're going to be walking to the four corners of a square, and you're going to have the leash attached to your chest, both hands firmly holding onto it. Like the leash is attached to your entire body and your hands are glued to your chest. Now you're going to stand at the corner of your square facing the next corner that you're going to walk to about 60 yards away. Just stand there for about a minute and then just start walking. Your dog is going to get a major correction. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention this, and this is very important. No talking at all while you're doing this. So you're going to be walking really fast and your dog is going to be getting corrections as you walk. You're going to pay no attention to your dog. When you get to the second corner of the square, you're going to face the third corner and just stand there for another 60 seconds. Then take off. You're going to do this for about 20 minutes, but you're going to notice after 10, your dog is pretty much starting to pay attention to where you are. And that's because he realizes when you take off, he gets a correction. So he wants to pay attention to you and what you're doing. Now you're going to do this every other day for 20 minutes for about two weeks. Sometime during that two weeks, you're going to notice your dog doesn't get a correction anymore because when you start moving, he's right by your side, probably watching you. When this happens, it's time to go to a six-foot leash, and you'll do the same thing for another week or two. Okay, so now that you've got the six-foot leash, you're going to start using the heel command when you start walking, and then you're going to stop and use the sit command, so your dog becomes accustomed to sitting whenever you stop. You're going to do this for about a week. Now you're ready to start introducing distractions like other dogs and trees. For instance, while your dog is healing, you start walking towards another dog, a distraction. When your dog starts to get excited, you let the slack in the leash go, turn the opposite direction, and walk very quickly away so that he gets a correction. Then you repeat the exercise. Use all kinds of distractions that you know your dog gets excited by. Walk with your dog at heel so that a tree comes between you and your dog and the leash gets wrapped around it. He'll get a correction and learn to move to the left closer to you when there's a tree. Get more tips at AnimalRadio.com. Hi, this is Bob Barker on Animal Radio. Reminding you to help control the pet population. Have your pets spayed or neutered. You know, here at Animal Radio, the studio cats have been using the Armor Cat cat trees for two decades. And you know, cats need to scratch, claw, and climb. And unlike any other tree, Armor Cat furniture is strong, durable, and really reliable. Armor Cat's best in class cat trees and beds all come with six month warranties. Go to ArmorCat.com. 
That's A-R-M-A-R-K-A-T dot com. And give your cat the tree they deserve. And get 15% off using the code ANIMALRADIO. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Hi, Dora. Hi, how are you? Good. I have Dr. Debbie right here. What's going on? Okay. Well, I have a question. I have my, my dog. He's a um, um, Jack Russell mixer with Chihuahua. Uh-huh. He's, he's more or less like 10 years old, and he has like a ear infection. So he has like, a, every time he walks, he shakes his head. So I, I feel like he has like kind of water inside his ear. He has oh, kind of okay. brownish, outside, I mean, like kind of black outside his ears. Kind of looks all like what I call Oreo cookie crumbs coming out of the and, ear. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And does it smell? Uh, yes. All righty. Uh, does he have any other problems on the rest of his body, scratching, chewing, anything? Or is it just his ears that seem to be bothering him? Just his ears. Well, this would be something where if I had your baby right here, I would definitely put one of my little otoscope cones, which is basically a way we look down a doggy's ear canal. My guess is I probably wouldn't see a lot, because if we're having that much garbage coming out of the ear, we've got a pretty bad infection going on of some sort. So the question is, what kind? And generally, um, what we veterinarians will do is we'll take a sample of it and look under the microscope and see what we've got. With that kind of description of having this kind of Oreo cookie crumb looking stuff, you know, it's pretty open game of what's causing that. We could have something like ear mites, which are little microscopic critters that are itchy beyond all reason. So um, that would certainly explain why he might be shaking his head. Um, yeah. And that can be detected by taking a sample and looking. But other causes, bacteria as well as yeast, can commonly kind of take hold of the inside of a dog's ear and really take advantage of that if the environment's right. Dog ears are dark and moist down inside there, so it is just an environment that uh, if the scales tip in the wrong direction, it's not hard for them to get an infection of that kind. So I would certainly say a trip to the vet and getting a sample of that would be first and foremost on my list. And But there is a kind of a quick and simple thing you can do. If you uh-huh. can get a small little piece of this material, you can put it on a piece of white paper, take a little bit of hydrogen hydrogen peroxide and spray it on there. Now, if we have real blood, it'll actually bubble and fuzz and, and do that kind of thing. If it doesn't, that tells us, ew, this is some real icky grit. This is some material, some kind of product of an organism, and we really need to um, you know, investigate along that pathway. Either which way, I, I think in your baby's case, we really need to get some good cleaning on that ear, get a good look down there, and get a sample because, yeah, if he's shaking... You know, that's kind of like us walking around tipping our head to the side. Um, You know, there could be water, but it's probably more than water. It's probably this material, kind of a kind of a congestion and an irritation that's causing him to do that. So, yeah, I would certainly say let's let's see the vet, get some medication going. And then in many cases, once we get past an ear infection, there's some things you can do to try to help prevent that down the road. Um, and there are some very good cleaners that help to keep the environment of the ear canal so that these kind of critters don't take uh, advantage of that. And we can kind of keep that from happening in the future. Um, but, you know, when you say you got a Jack Russell mix, the other thing we think of is these guys have a lot of skin problems, a lot of allergy problems, at least where I come from. So um, sometimes it can even be just some really bad allergies that cause the pet that degree of dis, um, discomfort with the ear. So um, 
I'd say let's let's sign up uh, for a good ear exam and see what we need to get going inside that ear canal. Okay. Thanks, Dora. Yes. We we appreciate your call today. Thank you so much. And let's take a call for Joey Villani. We have BJ on the phone. Hey, BJ. Hey, Hal, Joey. BJ. Well, I love you on Dogs 101. Just, I love it. I just watch you because it's so cool. Thank you. Um, I have a Boston terrorist, and (laughs) he gets dirty ears between his bathings. And so I went and bought some ear wash. I want to deep clean his ears, but how do I do that? Because my groomer says that his ears are dirty. Well, there's a couple of ways you could do it. Um, Let me ask you, what kind of ear cleanser do you have? Do you know the name by any chance? Royal Treatment. Royal Treatment. Okay, okay. Um, It's one that I I, um, haven't heard of, um, if I see it um, and and, and read the ingredients um, possibly. Because you want to be careful. A lot of these ear cleaners uh, you should just use on on a cotton swab and wipe out the ear. But if you go to your veterinarian, you can get something called Odie Cleanse which works real good. Now, let's just say that you can't get to your veterinarian and and you just want to do something in between. What you could do is get yourself a a container of witch hazel. They usually come in like 16 ounces, I believe, the one that you just get in a a regular drugstore. Some tea tree oil. And you're going to add, and and when I say tea tree oil, it's essential oil. You don't want to get a blend of anything. Tea tree oil, what what it do? It'll kill any fungus or bacteria. And you're going to put 20 drops of that tea tree oil right into that witch hazel. What you'll do is you'll take a dropper and just put two to three drops in each ear. Massage the base of the ear. Okay, let him shake his head. Wipe it out with a cotton swab, and that'll that'll work wonderfully. Actually, it's um it's something that I use in a, in a grooming salon all the time, and okay. that that should um take care of that should take care of your problems and um keep the ears clean. Do they have an odor? No, no, because I'm always kissing okay, so- him on the nose and snuggling him, so I've never smelled it. <laughs> and I know if it okay. smells, there's ear mites. Well, it, not necessarily ear mites, but it could it could be a start of infection. So that's good that you don't smell anything. But you know what? This will keep his ears squeaky clean. So there you go. And best of luck with your dog. I, 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 Boston Terriers are one of my favorites. Aren't they so cute? Thank they really you. are. Okay, it's time for us to get on out of here. Thank you so much for joining and calling in. Remember, if you need your fix during the week, head on over to AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android, and we'll catch you next week right here for more Animal Radio. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye and wolf from my pack to yours. is Animal Radio Network.